Welcome to Muskegon Rising, a community service project of the Muskegon Rotary Club. Our purpose is to create lasting positive change. We've been doing that here since 1916. So, let's get started. Hello, I'm your host, Aaron Mikey, for today's program, and I'm here with Megan Bayard Caraba from the Muskegon Promise. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. The Muskegon Area Promise provides students with tuition-free scholarships to continue their education and obtain a two-year degree or its equivalent at Baker College or Muskegon Community College. There are 13 Promise Zones in Muskegon, and each zone has uniquenesses and intricacies that help serve the intended population. The Muskegon Area Promise began in 2015 with only 15 students from Muskegon, Muskegon Heights, and Holton School Districts. In 2017, the Muskegon Area Promise expanded to all school districts within the Muskegon Intermediate School District's boundaries. Today, the Muskegon Promise is offering scholarships to eligible graduates from 16 area schools, eligible graduates with CTC experience, and eligible graduates who may have been homeschooled. By legislation, the Muskegon Area Promise was required to be fully funded through private donations until tax captures were able to fund tuition. I serve on the Muskegon Area Promise Board, and I've done so since 2017. And I have had the pleasure of knowing Megan since 2000. She is responsible for the Muskegon Area Promise operations. Megan is a staunch advocate for educational equity and ensuring our youth have amazing opportunities to be successful. By all measures, Megan, the Muskegon Area Promise has been tremendously successful. Tell me about some of the success stories. Yeah, what a pleasure to be here um, today. And to start out with the question of the successes, we have seen so much or so many things to celebrate, right, uh, of the successful pieces to the promise. First and foremost, well over 2,000 students have been served by the Muskegon Area Promise since that first set of scholarships in 2015. Just this year alone, we are serving 740 students in college locally here in the Muskegon area. 80% of our students persist for a second year. 40% have already earned their high-quality credential, which could be an associate's degree or higher. And another 40% are still enrolled in school and, and have that degree in sight. So we have a lot to be excited about and a lot to celebrate with some of our successes. Just some amazing statistics. You mentioned the 80% retention. How does that rank against other higher educational institutions? Yeah. You know, when we look at retention and year after year, we go from first year, like freshman status to sophomore status. At a community college alone, a typical student average, right, rates that we are seeing, 49% retention. And so when we look at our 80% of our students are returning to our colleges locally, both MCC and Baker College. That's amazing, right? We have now almost doubled, right, what an average student might see. And the same is true for degree completion. I mentioned that 40% of our students have a degree already. Associates are higher. Average student, right, in this is Muskegon County data, 26% have a degree. So when we are looking at what our promise is doing for our kiddos, and removing that financial barrier that many face, I think we've got a good thing. Tremendous statistics, Megan. Absolutely tremendous. And kudos to you and all the work that you and the colleagues at the MAISD have done to, to make this 
a success. So the promise I mentioned in my intro had to be privately funded until tax captures. Talk to me about that process starting in probably before 2015. I wasn't in Muskegon yet, but tell us about what you had to do to make those private donations occur. Yeah, you know, exactly. We had to legislatively promise zones in the state have to be privately funded for a full two years. They call it a longevity test, right? Like prove to us that your community is rallying around this and uh, is interested in the support. After that two years, we can levy the growth from our state education tax, which comes back into our school systems and helps support the scholarship in its entirety. So privately, we had two phases of fundraising, and we were able to raise over $2.4 million in those two phases and many what we call pillar organizations, right, giving both times, time and time again, well over $100,000 each, right? And these are organizations like Heinz Corporation, ADAC, right, Nichols Paper, Alcoa, Howmet, Quality Tool and Stamp, the Kuznar family in them, themselves, the Community Foundation for Muskegon County, the Fry Foundation out of Grand Rapids, so and so many more, right? We have a ton of supporters in our corner that really thought investing in our human capital is the way to go. You know, the reasons for their investment is our students today are their employees of tomorrow. So they were really forward thinking and knowing that the dollars that they put in now could reap or they could reap benefits later. The names you mentioned, those organizations are, I call them the common cast of characters in our, in our town, in our community. They're so generous. And what forward thinking, as you said, to invest in our community and ensure that they have the talent necessary into the future. And that's really what the promise is all about, ensuring that we keep our talent local and grow local. Talk to us a little bit about growing local and what you see in our youth and how the promise is driving them. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the back of the promise is we've always said we want to educate students here and we want to employ students here, right? We're doing that through our education efforts locally. And, and our students, I mean, Muskegon has so many great things to be proud of, to get involved in for all ages, young and old. And when we think of our students attending our local colleges, we want them to understand that Muskegon is home. We want them to know that they can live, work, and play right here uh, where they grew up. And sometimes that may happen, you know, a few years out of the gate or afterwards and they come back home, but oftentimes people really realize what good things happened in their younger years of where they lived and, and why they want to be here. And we hope that they see that right out of the gate. That's amazing. I, uh, I don't know if I've coined the term, but really we have great communities and great outdoors here in Muskegon. And probably as an 18-year-old, I know I wanted to leave home and get away, and I understand that. But truly, West Michigan and Muskegon County is such a beautiful place to live. We have major downtowns, whether it's Muskegon or Whitehall or Montague, Fruitport have just amazing downtowns that our youth just might not experience elsewhere. And then you've got the beautiful lake and great educational institutions Absolutely. Uh, to serve them. 
Absolutely. So back on funding a little bit. So is the Muskegon Promise fully funded now? Oh, good question. It's like the question of the hour. <laughs> you know, as of 2023, I think we can say our Muskegon Area Promise is fully funded through our state treasury. When, when we mentioned in our, our last question about the tax mechanism or how is the program funded, and we mentioned our private donors, when we collect that state education tax, that's through state treasury, right? That is a, a state mechanism that's levied that we can then reap to put into scholarships for our students. And we are and now can say that we do have enough state dollars coming into the Muskegon area to pay for our students that we have enrolled in college. So to ask the question, is it fully funded? The answer is yes. Uh, but there's always a need, right? We are always looking to make sure that we are being good stewards of our dollars, to make sure we have staff in place that can help support the 740 students that are, are enrolled, that we can make sure our marketing dollars are in place, any overhead or business or administrative costs are in place, things of that nature. So we do have that luxury of saying now, as of 2023, we have our, our state education tax that can support our students semester after semester and year after year. That's amazing. You mentioned marketing. And for me, in the community often, I hear so many times that people don't know about the promise. Mm -hmm. And it's just shocking to me because since 2015, you have worked tirelessly with counselors and principals and superintendents. And everybody seems to know about this except for sometimes the student or mom and dad. Talk to me about marketing. What do you do to get to the students so they're aware of the promise and to perform well? As I tell my freshmen, you better have a 3.5 GPA in high school, yeah. <laughs> although it's been lowered now. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to be ready and you've got to know that this promise opportunity is out there. And he and his friends are probably sick of me saying it. But how, do you, how are you getting that message out there every day? Yeah. So... Part of the Muskegon Area Promise, uh, my role is housed through our intermediate school district, the Muskegon Area Intermediate School District. And so we naturally have connections to all of our schools, both public and private, right? We have a Dream Big marketing campaign where we start talking about the promise in kindergarten. We do it in collaboration with our Kickstart to Career Children's Savings Account initiative that starts in kindergarten. All throughout elementary, we try to make sure our schools have what they need to be able to explain what the Muskegon Area Promise is. Maybe that's second grade or fourth grade or even into middle school. And certainly in high school, we have messaging, we have brochures, we have websites, we have storytelling that our students can tap into at any grade level, right? We do have direct mailings that go home so our students understand their eligibility. A freshman mailing that talks about Keep your eye on the prize, right? That, that GPA conversation that you said you're having with your own kids. We try to have that conversation with our students between either a direct mail or a connection to their high school counselor or college advisor. I also go out and do parent presentations. If a district would like me to present to a group of parents, I gladly do that and can speak to the nuts and the bolts of the promise that way. We have a huge social media presence on Facebook. The ISD also pushes out our messages through Twitter and LinkedIn. So if, you know, it just depends on the platform that folks are using. Our colleges, of course, are shouting our messages through their portals. 
and letting students know about what it is or what we need to do or any reminders that we might have. So I feel like there's a wide variety of folks talking. Our realtors are talking about, you know, houses and property that's for sale within the Muskegon area boundaries and what that comes with. So we have kind of a a good deep pocket of what we have to kind of lean on as it pertains to getting the word out. Sounds amazing starting in kindergarten with fifth and or five and six year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I think is absolutely amazing is I remember Dr. Severson, who spearheaded this with you in 2015. Have, we have to pull on people's heartstrings, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the promise success stories that you advertise out and you pick, I shouldn't say pick, but you find promise scholars who have been very successful and you show their stories to help tell that story to these younger kids. Yeah. You can be this. Yeah, absolutely. We have a a web story site that's called Progressing the Promise, and it's all about our promise professionals. These are exactly what you said. They're stories of our real faces that have attended college locally, have achieved a degree, and where are they now and what are they doing? And how are they giving back, right? Not only does the board and our higher ed partners have commitment to the promise, but so do many of our past scholars. So one of the sites that hopefully we'll share as a resource to find out a little bit more about our promise is that that Progressing the Promise story site where we can see many of our faces that we've served. And thank you for not having me on that website, (laughs) (laughs) at least yet, but awesome job. So talk to me about equity and the promise. And I mentioned that you're a staunch advocate for equity in education. What, what are you doing at The Promise? Yeah, so, you know, the board and um, the stakeholders that really believe in The Promise focus on equity, but we also have a, a huge inkling for growth and progress as well, right? And so we use those three words really combined together, equity, growth, and progress. And uh, when we think of serving students, I mentioned we're serving over 740 students this year alone. We're always asking ourselves, how do we serve more, right? And the idea behind our place-based scholarship is to serve as many students as possible. And some of the, the pieces that we look at that really focus in on that equity, growth, and progress are the things that we wrestle with year after year on how do we serve more students. So some of the things that we are looking at for that universal approach, getting all students involved is, of course, lowering our grade point average, right? I mentioned being good financial stewards of our state dollars and our private dollars that have been bestowed to us. And we have done that for years, right? Eight years, as a matter of fact, where we're trying to really hone in on on how are we serving and, and what can we do responsibly. And because of that, we are now able to have conversations of lowering our grade point average. We've lowered it twice now. We started with just a tiny lowering from a 3.5 to a 3.4. Last year, we took a really deep growth spot when we went from a 3.4 to a 3.25. So a lot of conversations about what that looks like. In addition to lowering to a 3.25, we also are now looking at class rank. Sometimes class rank, being in the top 30% of our graduating class, can serve more students than a GPA alone. We know that GPA is often Uh, an unfair advantage in some of our economically disadvantaged communities. 
And so some of our barriers that many of our districts face is a a direct correlation to a GPA perhaps achieved. While we know they're still eligible and college ready, we wanted to be able to celebrate that. And so we have GPA and class rank now that we can we can tie in. We also, as we look at equity growth and progress, we we look at serving more students than just a, a typical traditional setting of our public schools. We we serve our private schools, we serve our homeschool audience, we serve our tech center students, right? We look at talent demand and what is what is it that West Michigan is asking of us as we look to credential our students? And so we want to make sure that we are turning over all stones, right? And how can the promise serve in that vein when we think of that, that equity piece? Just amazing. And uh, I know it'll be really tough for you. It'd be impossible for me. Do you have one word to describe the promise? <laughs> I do. But I feel like I'm stealing it from another organization. And as soon as I say it, you'll know. Uh, my one word is remarkable. And, and I don't know if you know who I I'm talking about. I absolutely do. <laughs> but I, I just, I can't say anything more about other than what we offer our students and our community is remarkable. And it's not a popular, probably, description of education, but an economic driver. How do you see the Muskegon Promise as an educational provider being an economic driver in Muskegon County. Yeah. You know, I'm going to reflect back on our mission. And, and the mission of The Promise is we are a community-wide initiative working to achieve economic growth and life-changing success through education. And so when we think of education as that economic driver, we know research tells us that education is post-secondary. It's, it's, you know, uh, that what we're offering in The Promise is, is life after high school, right? Post-secondary opportunity. College and education is for public good, right? We, we know that folks with education have better volunteer rates, have better voting participation, right? And we know that education is for everybody. There's a pocket for everyone, right? We may not be talking about the student who goes off and, and ultimately gets a PhD, but we also have certificates and licenses that can be ready for a student in less than a year. We have associate's degrees, we have a bachelor's degree, right? Promise can kickstart all of them. And that's what we're looking at as we drive the vitality of Muskegon is let's think of education as that driver, as that, that vehicle to being access to post-secondary, a public good, access for everybody. And there you have it. I love it. Sounds like you're uh, doing exactly what I said, which is focusing on equity and making sure that education is built for that individual. Mm-hmm. So great work. Muskegon Promise has a board. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about the members of the board and how they all fit together to make these decisions to drive the promise forward. Yeah. So by legislation, we have to have a board, much like a, a school board does, right? We uh, have an 11-member board that is really a, kind of a great makeup of our entire community, from rural to inner city to business to education. 
the the talent demand angles that we've talked about. So we have quite the variety. You serving representatives, right? So we have an incredible variety that sit on our board. All, much like you, very passionate about post-secondary education and the access that students might need as we look at, at changing the talent demand or meeting the talent demand. So we, we have a really passionate group that works together, led in, in, in charge with our ISD, right? I mentioned our, our intermediate school district is our fiscal agent and is our, our kind of our, our structure for uh, the Muskegon Area Promise. So our, our superintendent of the ISD, Randy Lindquist, is our natural leader for our Promise Initiative and then folded in by, by many committed professionals just like yourself and Muskegon Community College and, and so many others that are giving and, and really just a huge advocate for what we're trying to, to achieve. Absolutely. And what I would add is they're from around the ISD boundaries. They're yeah. not just from one specific area. Mm-hmm. And so we represent every student across the ISD, which is truly wonderful. And we hear different voices and have robust debates about moving the promise forward to benefit our community and, and the students. Right. So. I would say, you know, the, the goal of the promise has always been to serve students in the entire ISD boundaries, right? Rural, urban, suburban, you name it. And our board is reflective of that too. So we, we have a wonderful, diverse opportunity for our, for our students and our community members to see that through the promise. Absolutely. Thank you, Megan, so much for all the great work you're doing at the ISD and through the promise. It's truly impacting our community. Thank you for listening to today's podcast of Muskegon Rising.